Live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Robert and Mary Carey and Rudy Maxa on the SSI Radio Network. with the show anytime at rmworldtravel.com or on social media at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. All right, it is just past 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, December 3rd. We welcome all of you back for Hour 2 of America's number one travel radio show. And whether it's here in a rainy New York City area where Mary and I and RJ are, or St. Paul, Minnesota, where Rudy is, and he had a little snow overnight, as he shared with us in hour one, or down in Dallas at our network command center where Bobby is making sure this show gets to all of our 495 uh, stations across the country. Tis the season, as they say. Tis the season, indeed. And I'll add to that, yes, Virginia, there is a town called Santa Claus here in the States. We're going to head back to the show hotline to begin hour two. Santa Claus, Indiana, and Spencer County is where we're going that's located in the southwestern part of the state waiting for us is their town council president mike johannes mike good morning the christmas season is here in santa claus indiana must be loving it oh uh good morning and it's great here uh, all year round but as we get closer to christmas of course the uh, joy level goes way up I'm sure it does. You know, Mike, I, I was thinking about this. You know, I, your post office must get a ton of mail from eager kids, both here in the U.S. and probably around the world each Christmas. Is it an event in and of itself, Letters to Santa? Yes, we do. Uh, we have uh, Santa Claus Museum, and, uh, of course, Santa's there, and they uh, have a whole team of elves, and they... I get indeed just exactly what you said, letters from all over the world in all languages, and every one of those letters is answered. Oh, I love it. Mike, I saw somewhere uh, I was reading that you and your wife have lived in Santa Claus for, I think, about 30 years. So plenty of time to experience all the different festivities that people can enjoy that are Christmas-themed. Curious uh, if you can share with us what's on tap for this weekend that will attract travelers. Um. There are uh, uh, food trucks. I know that uh, food trucks are very popular, but uh, they, they do bring in a lot of people. Uh, we have uh, Santa's uh, uh, Candy Castle, which has uh, all types of Christmas cookies and candy, and uh, it has uh, been there since the 1930s, and it's really a, a lot of fun to go visit there. And uh, there are a number of shops and other restaurants in town. The big weekend is uh, is next weekend. And is there a parade or something going on? Yes. Next weekend we have a, a parade uh, that we have had consistently going since 1994. Um, and for a small town, it gets about uh, 75 of units in the parade. Uh, runs for just about an hour. And, again, we, uh, we get people in the parade from all over, and the coverage has been tremendous. We actually have had crews from uh, Channel 5 in Australia. We've had uh, America America, which uh, goes out to all the Portuguese stations, and, and uh, NBC, ABC, you know, NPR, uh, BBC in London. Uh, so we get quite a, quite a number of uh, media people to show up for the event. And then we also have a large Christmas uh, craft fair that has about 110 booths, and uh, people come from, from all over for that. And 
We uh, the other oh, thing a, lot, a lot going on, on during... in Santa Claus. A lot, a lot oh, of Santa yeah. Claus in Indiana. Well. Hey, Mike, let right. me ask you just a series of real short questions. I think you can, I don't think you need to spend a lot of time on them. Okay. First of all, uh, do the festivities go on all the way to Christmas Day? So how deep into Thanksgiving do they go? Are things mainly vibrant and act, active on weekends as opposed to weekdays? And, and how many people come there compared to the population of the town? Um, yeah, the, most of the activities are on the first three weekends of December. Okay. And so, and the big, biggest one is always the middle, which this year is uh, next Saturday, is where m- most of the big events are. But there are things that are going on um, every day. There's a thing called Festival of Lights that happens on the weekends, but there's uh, a- another uh, area that you can drive through that uh, happens every day from Thanksgiving till the week after Christmas. Okay, and how many people do you generally get in a year there, or in a holiday season there? Holiday season, uh, we're probably getting over the whole time from Thanksgiving to Christmas about twenty-five thousand people. What's now, po- in the summertime, surprisingly, we get over a million. That's a Whoa! Story. What's the population of the town? Two thousand and ah. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. okay. So that yeah. percentage-wise, that's a big. That's a big yeah. <laughs> ten times. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, so can you elaborate a little bit on uh, the Santa Claus Land of Lights event uh, for us? Yeah, the uh, event that, that runs from Thanksgiving through uh, Christmas, and you uh, come in your car, you stay inside your car, you go to Lake Rudolph Resort, and it's a very hilly area, and they have, I, I don't know how many displays and decorations, but it's, uh, it's well worth the time. That's interesting. So, you know, Mike, listen, I was listening to you, and even what Rudy just asked you. So I, I want you to talk about the town itself. I mean, clearly, for folks just tuning in, we're talking about Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, you just mentioned you've got about 2,000 residents. You'll probably attract 25,000 people or so. So that's a significant amount of people coming to a community this small. Is this the type of community where, you know, most people get involved in some way or another in the Christmas season celebrations? Uh, yes, we have uh, just about everything that we do are volunteers, and uh, all the events, all the activities uh, are all staffed by volunteers, and people you know, work on it from the middle of the summer on and they get ready for floats for the parade and, uh, and put up lots and lots of lights. We have a, one residential area that's called Christmas Lake Village. It's got three, three uh, lakes. The largest one's about 200 acres, the, large, the whole thing is about uh, 2,400 acres with over uh, just about 1,000 homes, and people really get into decorating that. Mike, we're going to run out of time in a minute, so I do want to just go back to, you did say you can see about a million visitors in the summer, and I think our our listeners would be interested to hear that a lot of that has to do with the theme park Holiday World and Splashing Safari, correct? Big draws for the town? Yes, it does. Um, the, The park was started in 1946, originally a Santa Claus land. And it still is the summer home of Santa, um, and they do have a Christmas section. So that uh, that park is pretty pretty famous from all over. But you can still get a lot of Christmas and a lot of Santa Claus even in the summer. Well, well you know what? Uh, and, and and Christmas in July is popular. So whether it's Christmas in December, Christmas in July, or I guess Christmas in. Uh, April, August, September, May, whenever it is, uh, you know, Santa Claus, Indiana is where to go. Mike, listen, we really appreciate you joining us today. Folks, if you want to find out more, the website you can go to is just Santa Claus IND for Indiana, SantaClausIND.org. Merry Christmas, Mike. 
Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. You take care. Well, Santa Claus, Indiana. I, Who knew, right? Yeah, I have to talk to my brother after the show because I, I know, as a, I think somewhere upstate New York one time, we went to some place called the North Pole when I was a kid, but uh, I can't remember that right now. Very different, though, than this. This Santa Claus, Indiana sounds interesting. Uh, and, uh, our, you know, Rudy, listen, with all the media people there, you want to head on down, you'd be closest. Uh, head on down to Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, not cold enough for me. You know, I like it here where it's <laughs> six degrees this morning as we broadcast live on Saturday. So. Well, after this quick sponsors <laughs> break, we're going to move from Santa to canoeing. I do say we talk about everything and anything in the world of travel on this show. We're going to prove it next. Personal Connection is next. Your favorite travel radio show returns in a quick three minutes. As we take a brief sponsor's break, now's a good time to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. If you've thought about securing your home without home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen to this. Right now, listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year. This is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. So don't miss your chance for this special massive savings. Get 50% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash carry today. That's simplysafe.com slash carry or visit armworldtravel.com and look under sponsors. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Maybe we don't always make the best food choices. We all know we should eat healthier, but then there's reality. The CDC says we should eat up to six cups of fruit and veggies a day. That's often hard to do, so that's where Field of Greens comes in. With Field of Greens, you're going to have more energy, feel healthier, and it can help you lose weight. Plus, it's organic, gluten-free, and vegan. Join us and get 15% off your first order and another 10% when you subscribe for recurring orders at fieldofgreens.com with code CARRY. That's fieldofgreens.com, code CARRY, or go to rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs at linkedin.com slash carry. You'll get help finding the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash carry. That's linkedin.com slash carry to post your job for free or visit armworldtravel.com for a link under sponsors. Terms and conditions apply. Over its 100-year history, Hilton's welcomed more than 3 billion guests, and they're the hotel and resorts company we recommend. Whether you're traveling for vacation or business, solo, with family, as a group, or even your four-legged friends, their 18 world-class brands offer accommodations ready to meet all your travel needs at nearly 7,000 properties in over 120 countries. And as Diamond members, we enjoy Hilton Honors' award-winning loyalty program, which delivers an array of exclusive benefits and discounts. For more info or to make reservations, find a direct link to Hilton at rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors. rmworldtravel.com is your place for show archives travel news sponsor links and so much more you can also connect with robert and mary and the rm world travel show team now back to america's number one travel radio show well as mary and i welcome you back to the new york city area on this december 3rd we are up to the g block and today well that means it's the personal connection and we're sponsored by allform.com slash carry adding a new couch or chair or maybe a sofa this holiday season for the family room your living room your vacation home or these days even the office can make a big 
difference. All Form is high-quality, handmade-in-America furniture at affordable prices made in North Carolina. It's fully customizable, and it arrives quickly in just a few days. Listen, we are enjoying our All Form furniture, and as Mary said, you can pick all types of shapes, sizes, colors, fabrics, legs, and more. Plus, it comes with a forever warranty. They even offer a 100-day free trial. Delivery is free. They'll send you free fabric samples, and they'll pick it up for free with a full refund if you don't love it. Go check them out at allform.com slash carry. Save 20% or more on anything you purchase. There's also a link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com. Look under sponsors. Today's personal connection is going to take us to some of America's iconic rivers as we check in with a solo canoeist who set out on an American river journey in February 2020, paddled on through the pandemic, and finished just about a year ago. On December 14th, 2021, Neil Moore canoed into New York Harbor to the Statue of Liberty. That was the final leg of this impressive journey. He joins us now from Taiwan for more details and what he's been up to the past year. All right, Mary, here we go on using Google Meet uh, for the first time today. Well, it is still Saturday morning here in New York. Uh, it is already early Sunday morning in Taiwan. Nice to meet you, Neil. Welcome aboard today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, great to have you with us. All right, so listen, 22 rivers, 22 states, 22 months. Since I have some favorite numbers myself, 22 is not one of them, but uh, did you have some sort of connection to the number 22? I was born on the, the 22nd of November, so 1122. Uh, everything seems to happen with a 22 in my life. So, so 22 uh, with your just, life? We should have done this interview on the 22nd. All right. All right. Sorry. Listen, you know, you, you canoed, you know, west to east from Oregon to here in New York City. I want to know why a solo trip across America's great rivers? What was the idea behind it all? So the big idea, I've, I've spent most of my adult life in Africa and East Asia as an expatriate. And the, 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 the idea is when you, when you, when you live overseas, you, you're with other travelers and you sort of hypothesize about the possible uh, uh, perfect location, uh, uh, perfect destination. And the epiphany for me was, what if I return to my, my home country, uh, to my own backyard, uh, if you will, and to see and experience it uh, up close and personal. The rivers are the first thoroughfares. Um, the first roads built uh, uh, in North America were along the rivers. The first settlements, the first cities, of course, along the rivers. And so to see the history, uh, to have the balance between the nature and the people, uh, the, the, the town and country, uh, it, it's just that there's nothing quite like it. So I want to get to the people part in a minute. But first, let's just talk briefly about this route from the Columbia, the Snake, wonderful river. Haven't oh. paddled it, but I've, I've loved looking at it. And we've journeyed along. The Missouri, along we yeah. have the Mississippi rivers, and of course, many others. This can be a wild weather country, Neil, and rivers can take the brunt of that. So I'm curious if there was a method to the madness, so to speak, of you choosing specific states and your route, depending on the weather over those 22 months. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. So it's really sort of a, a, a crazy route when you look at it. It's, it's west coast to east coast, but by way of near Canada, down to the Gulf, and then back up to the Great Lakes, and then down to uh, the Statue of Liberty. But the big idea was to follow the season. So I started in late winter. I found myself uh, the full-on second winter in the Gulf Coast, as far south as I could come. Also specifically, uh, 
not during hurricane season. So <laughs> I was in the Gulf of December, January, so You planned well. We you like missed that. that. Okay, so well right. planned out. Neil, you just mentioned the people earlier. Your trip was meant to be a connector, connecting the journey via the American River system, but also to connect with folks that you met along the way. You're in our personal connection segment today. Would you say that your journey accomplished that? And what did you gain from it? I would say uh, absolutely yes. And um, w- what I gained personally was was really, um, I was able to, to underscore sort of in my own heart and my own mind and uh, my own experience to be able to, to connect up uh, the waterways, as you say, but also the people. Um, I, I happened to be making my way during a, a, a time of great divisiveness. Mm-hmm. And what I saw was, the connectivity, the connectivity between families, between communities, especially during hard times, uh, during COVID-19. We, we see, I think it's human nature, we see people roll up their sleeves and they, they, they look to, uh, to, to help each other. Uh, instead of being uh, inward looking, they're outward looking. Uh, families help families, communities help communities, and I was able to, to see and document this right the way across. Well, I have to tell you, you know, in planning your trip, I mean, you certainly couldn't have uh, expected this, but being a solo canoeist during a pandemic, I mean, you couldn't have been better suited for travel, obviously. Based on what Mary just asked you, I want to maybe go a slightly different direction because, you know, one of the many things that we love about travel, it's the unexpected. It just adds to the adventure, things that you can't plan for because oftentimes it leads to an even better experience uh, so often. You must have had some of these unexpected encounters because of what was going on, obviously, within the country with the pandemic and, and so forth. They might have been less challenging than navigating the waters, but, you know, maybe something surprising, uh, even pleasant. You know, what, what comes to mind? I don't know. There, there, there's, there's so many examples, really. But uh, early on, w- w- when the pandemic first hit, I was, I found myself between Oregon and Washington, which were the first two states mm-hmm. to shelter in place. And that the day before, actually the night before, I, I, uh, I set up in the RV park. Uh, I, I had to portage around the, the dam the next morning there in the Columbia River Gorge. I made my way into town to the Mexican food truck, and there was there was the the, the short line, and it was a working class family who were ahead of me. Uh, they had the uh, the the white pickup truck with all the gear and whatnot next to me, and 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 so I I stood behind. They left way too much money, and the people behind the counter, these two young sisters, one called out and said, "Excuse me, excuse me, you you you." You left uh, fifty dollars, way too much. Yeah, overpaid, okay. The woman, yeah, she, she she turned around and 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 she said, "This is for you." Uh, so early on, we all knew, we all knew it was going to be the food service people who, by and large, were going to be uh, uh, taking a big hit. Neil, did you? Um, I think I saw somewhere in one of the publications about you that you had people around the U.S. every now and then they would paddle along with you, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I have I have old friends who are paddlers, and I made a lot of new friends. And sometimes for an hour or two, sometimes for a, a day or two, the vast majority of the time I was by myself. But come the end, uh, the big idea was to bring everyone together. So I invited all my old friends and new friends to New York City. Some of them were paddlers. Uh, many of them were not. And but the ones that were, we finished the journey together. We, we, we actually uh, made our revolution around uh, Lady Liberty uh, uh, together. And, and what that was was really sort of a, a, um, 
uh, to underscore the, the big idea of the journey was it wasn't about uh, me. It was about it was about us. Well, just to talk about that for a second, uh, you know, again, because just thinking about navigating the country on our rivers, you know, there's not an I-95 on the East Coast or an I-5 on the West Coast or an I-80 or 84 that goes right. So you're, as you said, you're making all these connections. And by the way, the Columbia River Gap, we have, it is just such a great area. There are so many beautiful parts of this country. But is there- You can't imagine paddling it in a canoe, but- Is there a message or maybe, you know, something that you learned about America that you want to share with folks listening? right now across the United States about our country? I'd say, yeah, I'd say really um, across the board, when you, uh, we like to sort of, um, I think we, we, we point the finger sometimes, people by and large, it's human nature. We point the finger and we try to put people in boxes. We try to put ourselves in boxes as well. But when we strip away the masks, when we, when we look at people as people, um, th- this, is when, this is when we can connect. And, and this is what I saw. It was beautiful right the way across the country. It underscored, I think, for me, this journey, the innate goodness of the American people from all walks of life, from all yeah. backgrounds, ethnicities. Well, what you just wow. said there, and, and to encapsulate that, that is the magic of travel. It's people connecting with people, and it's one of the reasons we do this personal connection segment. So, Neil, uh, listen, this goes by quickly on the show, but I'm very happy to connect with you. I'm glad you were, you know, we were able to make this uh, work today, connection-wise. Enjoy your Sunday, uh, since it's already that uh, there in Taiwan, and best wishes to you. Thank you so much. Neil, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks. There goes Neil off of our screen here. It's nice being able to see people. I feel like we're on a live remote. Mary. Yeah, like that was it. great. Like 22 it. months and that canoeing well. through the pandemic. What a story. Absolutely. Think of the serenity he had mm-hmm. each day waking up in nature. Uh, folks, if you want more information on Neil's trip or maybe his books, you can just go to 22rivers.com. As we pause for a few important sponsor messages in the bottom of the hour break, when we return, Flying Magazine Editor-in-Chief Julie Boatman will land here with us. We'll be right back. Today's edition of RM World Travel will be right back. And you can always stay connected with the program at rmworldtravel.com. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. That's why we use the Upside app to earn cash back on every purchase. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out, which we all do. Download the free Upside app and use promo code CARRY25 to get 25 cents or more back for every gallon of gas on your first tank of gas. That's 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank of gas using promo code CARRY25. Get more info at Upside.com or rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors. The holidays are here, and we're ready with HelloFresh. Why? Well, HelloFresh delivers delicious recipes and more right to your door so you can skip that extra grocery store trip and really take a break from meal planning and enjoy this special time of the year. They always have something new to try with over 35 chef-crafted seasonal recipes each week. So sign up today for 70% off plus free shipping with code CARRY at HelloFresh.com slash CARRY. Once again, code CARRY at HelloFresh.com slash CARRY or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. To connect with the program anytime, visit us online at rmworldtravel.com.
Welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection. Well, from navigating America's rivers to now navigating America's skies, that's the transition we're making for today's H-Block, and we're sponsored by simplysafe.com slash carry. There's no safe like Simply Safe, and whether you're traveling somewhere near or far, having peace of mind that your home is secure during the holidays is important to all of us. Right now, our show fans can order the number one rated system for 40% off, and in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use FastProtect technology, that's an industry exclusive, to capture evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. SimplySafe.com slash carry is whole home and small business office security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They also have hazard sensors that immediately detect fire, flooding, frozen pipes, and more, all monitored 24-7 by security professionals. It costs less than a dollar a day. Go to SimplySafe.com slash carry. Save 40% to get protected for the holidays. You'll also find a link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com. Just look under sponsors. All right, let's head to that show hotline. Is waiting patiently to join us is show friend, pilot, and the editor-in-chief of Flying Magazine, Julie Boatman. Well, hello, Julie. Welcome back to the show. Nice to reconnect with you for a few minutes this morning. Yes, it's great to hear from you guys and catch up on uh, what's new in both of our worlds. Yeah, exactly. You're right. All right, so let, let's start, you know, we're going to talk a little bit in the aviation sector. Clearly, there have been a lot of challenges in the airline sector of travel since the pandemic started. The pilot shortages is something we're all aware of, both on, you know, for the major airlines and even for some of the uh, commuters and so forth. But, you know, I want to go in a completely different direction with you right now. So the automotive industry, they're attempting to migrate predominantly to electric vehicles. The infrastructure structure, it's not there to support it, as we know. And, you know, the need for precious metals and components that are under control of other nations makes it a road filled with potholes. But whether it's electric, hydrogen, or other forms of non-petroleum flight, if you will, where do you think the aircraft industry is as far as embracing these different evolutions and market shifts? So the Aviation industry, and particularly um, general aviation, light aviation, has always been at the innovative forefront of embracing new technology and electric and hydrogen and alternative forms of propulsion are no different. Um, We have been uh, seeing a slew of um, startup and uh, legacy manufacturers moving into the space, uh, producing test aircraft, prototypes, and actually starting to field electric aircraft um, that are in use. So we're there. We not only, you know, want to be there, um, we're making the first forays into this space. Are you comfortable with with flying, let's say, in an all-electric plane at some point? Yeah, well, I've already done it. That's why I'm asking. So, I know, I've, I've seen it, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, last spring I had the opportunity to fly um, Pipistrels, uh, Velis Electro, uh, down in Florida with an operation called Right Rudder Aviation, which is now uh, associated with Textron Aviation because Textron uh, purchased Pipistrel uh, earlier this year. So the Velis Electro is a single... A light aircraft that is focused on the flight training market. So I flew with uh, a fellow instructor uh, in Inverness, Florida, and we did a kind of typical training mission, so about a 45-minute flight. Uh, we didn't stray too far from the, from the airport, right. <laughs> uh, but that was more just a function of because, you know, that's kind of what that pre-solo training mission would be like. So I was very, I was, I was very comfortable, in fact. All right. Well, we're going to follow you along with that, and um, I'm curious to, Had to hear. Had to be incredibly quiet. Yeah, too. exactly. Um, Julie, 
This would be considered, I think, a major Christmas gift, I guess. But are there any new planes this particular year that have caught your attention? Are there maybe one or two planes that you'd recommend that someone should check out if they're considering getting into flying on their own? Sure. Well, um, there have been uh, several new entrants on the scene uh, that have been certificated this year, Um, two of them from DAIA, the TBM 960, which is a single-engine turboprop, uh, very fast uh, Mm -hmm. aircraft. Uh, That uh, debuted the spring. And then they've also debuted a new utility turboprop, the Kodiak 900. Um, Both of those are amazing, capable aircraft. They may not necessarily be entry-level, though. So Mm -hmm. uh, you could turn towards a number of uh, very solid uh, contenders in the space, including Piper's 100i, which is a single-engine piston airplane that's focused on flight training and uh, made by, you know, another venerable uh, manufacturer. We have also seen a new uh, version of the Cessna 182, uh, which is a legendary and very capable but also very approachable airplanes. Well, I, th- I think, and, and Piper, most people that are getting into flying, they, they'll be very familiar with that because I do think, as you said, a lot of the flight schools and so forth, I know our son was looking into that at one point, and I uh, think that the, their entire um, But to uh, Julie's was, point, was Cessna Piper. certainly yeah. has So there you the go. There, yeah. The Piper 100i and the Cessna 182. Well, Julie, listen, uh, it goes by quickly on the show, uh, so I'm going to just say thank you very much for the check-in today. Good information. I'm glad we got to talk a little bit about the electric planes, and, and we will stay on that with you, so so we hope you have a terrific Christmas season. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, guys, and enjoy your holiday. Thanks, you too. Take care. That sounds good. All right. Well, Flying Magazine's Julie Boatman. Uh, wow. That's interesting with the electric plane that you have. Very. I'd actually like to hear more about that Kodiak 900. Well, uh, we'll have to invite her back. All right. Well, in about 10 minutes, we're going to talk toys, Christmas, and travel. But up next, Rudy's going to speak with Rosita World to talk totem poles. Thanks for being a part of the show, everyone. We still have two more segments coming your way today. Connect with America's number one travel radio show as we cover everything and anything in the world of travel by following us at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back. Ugh, I have to do laundry when I get home. I have to lug all my clothes over to the washing machine. Then I get to put them in the dryer and accidentally shrink my cashmere sweater again. (laughs) Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when Geico makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. I'm gonna fold all my socks into little balls. Yeah! Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Have you heard the news? Metamucil now makes a delicious fiber gummy. Made by the fiber brand you trust, these gummies are a delicious and convenient way to get more fiber. That's because Metamucil fiber gummies are made with an exclusive blend of prebiotic plant-based fibers that are expertly crafted into delicious gummies that give you five grams of fiber in each easy-to-take serving. Try new Metamucil gummies today. Metamucil gummies are a delicious new way to promote your digestive health. Metamucil gummies are available at Walgreens and Walgreens.com. Try them today. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. 
you could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, analysts, consumer access.org, number 330. The big RM World Travel welcome to new show sponsor, EnviroCleanse Home Air Purification Units. Right now, you're going to receive 10% off when you go to ekpure.com. Get a free air quality monitor plus free shipping. It's $150 savings. ekpure.com. Folks, this is how you stop colds and flu from taking you down. This winter, this is the new science and air purification that works to destroy airborne illnesses that cause colds, flus, even the coronavirus. Go to ekpure.com, use code carry to save 10% or rmworldtravel.com. Look under sponsors. Attention all you coffee drinkers, there's a new specialty brew you're definitely going to want to make part of your daily ritual. If you enjoy delicious smooth coffee like us, you're going to enjoy my coffee. It's in the top 2% of Arabica beans in the world, and it's organic, which is important because if it's not, then it contains chemicals banned in the U.S. decades ago. You've heard us talk about MyPillow on this show, and now they've got my coffee direct at the MyStore.com website. Just go to MyStore.com and enter code CARRY to save 25% off your order, or you can find a link at rmworldtravel.com and look under sponsors. To participate in the program, log on anytime to rmworldtravel.com. Once again, this is your RM World Travel Connection. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, this segment of today's program is sponsored by cleanpods.com slash carry. And we are all particular about the cleaning supplies we use. And we generally tend to stick with what we're used to. But whatever you're using, well, there's something better and it costs less. Clean Pods is an all-American company that uses technology to create cleaning supplies we all need. And they've made them better while saving us money. To help you give them a try, Clean Pods is offering our show fans 10% off all products and any order, plus free shipping. So stop wasting your money on cleaning supplies for your windows and glass, bathrooms, kitchens, and floors. Instead, start experiencing the smarter clean they deliver at cleanpods.com slash carry. For less than $10, each product will give you at least five full bottles of cleaning solution. That's less than $2 a bottle. All you do is simply drop a small pot of solution into the bottle they provide, add water, shake, and you're all set. They offer a safer combination that works as effectively as anything you're currently using, but without the harsh chemicals that can be harmful to us, our families, our coworkers, even our pets. You may think what, you're used, what you've been using forever is just fine, but this is better, and as I mentioned, it costs less. Again, as a listener to the show, you'll save 10% on any product and any order, plus get free shipping. CleanPods offers cleaning supplies for your glass cleaning, multi-surface cleaning, bathroom cleaning, floor cleaning. They even offer a urine blast for eliminating pet stains and odors from carpets, furniture, bedding, and more. So go to cleanpods.com slash carry, C-A-R-E-Y, or you can find a link at rmworldtravel.com by looking under sponsors. I think all of us, even if we have not spent a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest or even north of the U.S. border, know what a totem pole is in a general sense. But my next guest knows a whole lot 
about them and is working to really bring them back, particularly to the city of Juneau in Alaska. We're, Rosita Worrell is the president of the Alaska Heritage Institute. Rosita, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Can we just begin just with a real basic couple sentences? What is a totem pole? What does it represent in its in its original form as a uh, as something that represents a particular tribe or family? Well, uh, totem poles uh, represent the history of clans. The figures and the designs on the totem poles represent the spiritual interrelationship between humans and animals, birds and fish, and supernatural beings that are depicted on totem poles. Perfect. And I understand you um, have a goal to make uh, Juno one of the one of the premier places to see uh, totem poles, and you you want to commission thirty of them. Now, when you say commission. I mean, are you going to the folks who originally created, I mean, not obviously the original creators, but the original clans that created the totem poles? Yes, we identified um, at least 30, to 30 clans, and also we're including, it's Clinket, Haida, and Simsian. There are three different tribes, and then are, they're subdivided into clans, and so we identified uh, 30 clans, viable clans, living clans, and our goal is to carve uh, 30 totem poles um, that represent our people. Now, is this a difficult thing to find the artists to do, or the carvers to do this, or or is this a, a trade that is, or a craft that has been passed down generation to generation? Well, unfortunately, we went through a period where art you know, people thought we were worshiping totem poles, that they were gods. And so there was that repression. But in the last 20 years, and maybe even beginning earlier, uh, there was an effort to revitalize, you know, totem pole making and to teach uh, master artists. And we actually, you know, uh, we were able to identify seven major uh, master artists. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 10. And um, they're being carved in seven different communities here in Southeast. And so they are the ones that we commissioned uh, to carve the totem poles. But the first step had to be uh, working with the clans. And so we identified uh, in Juneau as the homeland of the Aquan and the Takuquan. So we went to their clans and we asked them what would they like to have, what crests or stories would they like to have on their totem pole. And once we had those identified, then we contracted with the master artist to carve these uh, ten totem poles. And when do you hope, when, we have about a minute left, when do you hope to have these done? And what exists now, if I came to Juno now, would I see totem poles? Oh, yes, you would see totem poles around Juno. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could walk around. We have maps to show it. But uh, our goal is to have them erected in the springtime, and we're going to have a major ceremony uh, for the totem poles on, uh, on April 22nd. All right, so we are a, hoping is, people will visit them. Is there a place I can go to learn more about this? Uh, you can visit the Sea Alaska Heritage Institute website, uh, where we have a lot of information, uh, including, you know, if you look on our Facebook, you'd be able to see uh, photos of the artist carving uh, in, in all of the different communities. All right. So let me spell this out. Sea Alaska, S-E-A-C, followed by L-A-S-K-A, -A, like Alaska, Sea Alaska Heritage Institute. It's, it's S-E and then spell Alaska, Southeast oh, Alaska. S-E, yeah. spell, spell Alaska. Rosita Worrell is yeah. the president of the Sea Alaska Heritage Institute. Hey, Rosita, uh, good luck with the new project, and thanks for joining us. All right, thank you. We'll be right back. Join the Travel Trio by accessing the show anytime, anywhere at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back.
Stay connected with us anytime, anywhere at rmworldtravel.com. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. As the RM World Travel Express pulls into the station for the J Block, we thank all of you for spending these past hour and 50 minutes with us. And for the remaining few minutes of today's show, well, we're punching your ticket for the museum gallery. But first, we're sponsored by buyraycon.com slash carry. Give the gift of sound this holiday season with wireless earbuds, headphones, and speakers. They offer premium sound with useful features like an almost custom comfortable fit and up to 54 hours of battery life. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands. And for the next month, buyraycon.com slash carry will be running a countdown to Christmas special with a new pop-up flash deal for you to take advantage of every single day. Right now, you can save 20% site-wide, and the buyraycon.com slash carry website also offers free shipping, free returns, buy now, pay later options, plus a 30-day happiness guarantee. Go give them a look at buyraycon.com slash carry. There's also a link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com. Look under sponsors. Toys and the holidays go hand-in-hand. With that in mind, today's museum gallery takes us to America's Museum of Play, the Strong in Rochester, New York. It's where visitors will find not just the Museum of Play, but also the National Toy Hall of Fame. Joining us on that show hotline with more is their CEO, Steve Dubnik. Steve, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Great. Thank you. Glad to be here. Nice to have you with us this morning. So, you know, as we were getting ready for today's show, we were talking about this segment, and the Strong is certainly, you know, a national treasure. I'm not sure there's a museum quite like it in the world. So I think the first place I want to start off the interview is with you talking about the museum and giving everyone listening right now an idea of the size of the collection. Sure. The the Strong, which is located in Rochester, New York, uh, is the only museum in the world that's dedicated to the study of play. Uh, We hold the world's largest collection, more than 520,000 things that are of toys and dolls and games and video games and other play-related objects. And not only do we hold those things, we put them out on our floors and make them available, a portion of them available for our guests to interact with and both examine, and many of them they're allowed to actually play with while they're here. Which is great, because that's the whole point of toys, right? You know, I did you say 520,000? He, he did. <laughs> I, I did say that. It's a, it's okay. a very, very wow. large collection that started uh, with our founder in the 60s. Wow. All right. So you also have the National Hall of Fame for toys. And I I was looking over before the show, I see some very popular toys like Legos, Barbie, crayons have made it in, Light Bright, that was a personal favorite uh, of mine years ago, marbles, teddy bears. I'm curious what just maybe like one or two of the qualifiers are for a toy to even be considered to make it into the Hall of Fame. Well, the the National Toy Hall of Fame um, has been around for quite a while, and we try to recognize toys that have inspired creative play and uh, that have enjoyed popularity over a sustained period, which some, in some cases goes back to multiple you know centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and each year, the hall inducts new honorees and, and then showcases new and historic versions of classic toys that have been loved by generations. But we have everything from sand, which certainly has been around since the Earth was formed, mm-hmm. to the stick, to more recent things, such as the Masters of the Universe which went in this past year. Mm-hmm. All of those are things that kids play with creatively and have been, you know, have a sustained popularity. So it's a museum of collections, but I think it's important to point out, you know, there are many children's museums across the U.S. and, and really around the world that are very interactive, but you also have a lot of highly interactive exhibits for kids too, right? Yeah, we do. We're, we're actually technically an American history museum. That's what our original charter was formed around, and that's why we started collecting in. But we recognize that play is not only recognized in the items, but it's also recognized in what you do. And so as a result of that, we've become very highly interactive, where all of our exhibits are built around the concept of the item, 
talking about the meaning of the item and how it's used and where it came from and so on, and then also opportunities to play with something similar to that item, or in some cases, those particular items as well. So it very much incorporates both the focus of a history museum with the interactivity of a children or, or family museum. Sounds like fun for everyone. So Steve, <laughs> you know, I, I want to give you a chance right now to talk about what's coming in 2023, because, you know, it is getting a buzz here in the, in the northeastern part of the country. Share what visitors can expect come next summer. Um, so the Strong currently is 285,000 square feet, and we're in the midst of adding a 90,000 square foot expansion. Um, you know, play continues to evolve and develop, and, and while we've collected many physical items, play has also evolved where it now incorporates much more video game and electronic games in it. And so this expansion is really focused on preserving and celebrating video game in a lot of electronic forms of play. So it will be uh, built around three different types of exhibits, two which are focused on video games, and the third will be called Hasbro Game Park, and actually it'll be an outdoor exhibit that focuses on different type of board games. All right, my last question, and I don't mean to put you in the spot, so that, that is incredible growth. You'll go from the 285,000, mm-hmm. add the 90, so you're, what, 375,000 if my math's right. But yep. uh, listen, as a child, I had the $6 million man I lost. It was a tragic moment for me and so <laughs> forth. Do you have a $6 million man at all amongst those 520,000 uh, artifacts? We absolutely do. Lee Majors is a key part of what we have. And we also have the $6 million woman. <laughs> well, well, all right. Exactly. The bionic woman, I think it was. Well, and I'm sure exactly you have all right. kinds yeah. of superheroes, uh, right. right? Batman, well, Superman. Well, uh, Superman, we go, Mary. Like... <laughs> well, we do. We, have, we actually have a hall of heroes where we exhibit we and talk about the evolution of the super, uh, superhero culture in, in um, you know, uh, modern culture today and, mm-hmm. and how that started you know, in the 40s and 50s and really grown and becoming a dominant form of entertainment today. Well, Steve, you've made all my right. day. I now know a uh, place Need Come to visit, go. Steve. Folks, for more info and holiday hours, go to museumofplay.org. Steve, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Have a great Christmas season, okay? Thank you. You too. Take care. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Take care. Have a great weekend. All right. Museumofplay.org. I should have also asked Steve about Stretch, Stretch Armstrong. 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 Another one. That's so a whole other story. Another show, another hour. <laughs> there we go. But right now, uh, certainly, folks, a destination for Christmas or any time of year. We've come to the end of hour two of the show. So that's a wrap for today's edition of America's number one travel radio show. Special thanks to all of our guests who appeared on the show today with Mary and me and Rudy. Thanks to our show team network affiliates and our sponsors. And thanks to all of you out there who helped make what we do America's number one travel radio show. Wherever you may be headed this week, safe travels and enjoy. You've been listening to award-winning RM World Travel, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.